Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today, we've got a great revenge story using a penny. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, sent back a steak six times. I worked in a high-end steakhouse during college as a food runner. The food was excellent. The staff was phenomenal. It was an all-around great experience. Never had any real issues with guests. One night, a guy comes in with his wife slash girlfriend. He orders a filet medium rare, and the cook rarely misses a temp. We bring out the steak. He cuts into it and says it's not right. Sends it back to cook it a bit longer, which we do, no problem. Totally reasonable. This goes on five more times. The manager gets involved and ensures it will be perfect and gives the chef a look. I know he's being unreasonable. Cue the chef, who is the most professional and easygoing guy I've ever worked with. He looks at me dead in the eye and says never say a dang word about what I'm going to do. He takes the steak, drops it on the ground, and drags it with his foot across the entire kitchen and kicks it by the grease trap, steps on it, then places it back on the grill. I run it back out. The guy thanks me and said the steak is perfect. I report back to the chef and he says in his 30 plus years of being in the kitchen, he's never had a steak come back that many times. We never spoke about it again. Although this customer was horrendous and deserved some kind of treatment, can we all agree that this was way too far and way too disgusting? I'd sooner the chef beg the manager to just comp the meal at this point because like how much more... Can you re-fire a steak and not get it right, aka the customer will never be happy. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, it would be amazing if you left a like or left a review if you're listening to my podcast. That said, our next story is Accidental Vengeance on an Aggressive Driver. When I was pregnant with my first, my husband was driving us to visit family. This guy started driving really aggressively, chasing us, passing and brake checking us, and Hubs was being evasive across the six-lane nightmare that is Greensboro, North Carolina. I had hyperemesis, that means I threw up a lot. The guy floored it to get next to my window right when I rolled mine down, leaned out, and began to projectile vomit. My normal car sickness plus the hyperemesis and the evasive maneuvers set me off. I absolutely painted his Jeep. Front side and top were covered in vomit. His window was down, probably to scream at us. I painted him too. I couldn't stop. I'm hanging out the window going 55, snot and vomit running down my face, sobbing my eyes out because throwing up like that hurts, you know? The guy backed off after that. My husband laughed himself stupid. He called me his mobile defense cannon and the vomit cannon. Maybe the guy learned a lesson about driving like a psycho. Probably not. Husband still joyfully tells the story of the vomit vengeance though. Now that's what I call some serious biological warfare. You want to talk about somebody who didn't know what hit them? Top tier candidate in my books. Our next story is Disgusting Airline Passenger. This happened on a long-haul flight between Shanghai and Singapore, which is about five and a half hours. I was in seat D on a 747, which is the left-hand aisle seat in the four-seat center block. 
Dude was seated in G, three seats away, and we had two empty seats between us. Before the aircraft had been in the air for two minutes, dude lifts the two armrests up and lies down, taking up three seats. He didn't ask or even acknowledge me. I couldn't believe the temerity of it. I didn't want to necessarily lie down myself, but having the spare seat next to me instead of this bloke's feet would have been nice. After about 10 minutes, I got up and had a wander to see if there might be another two empty seats. And I quickly found two about seven rows back and relocated. I walked back down the aisle near his head to use the toilet and could hear the dude snoring and smelling quite strongly of whiskey. I asked a hostess for a cup of miso soup which she duly delivered to my seat five minutes later, and which I let it cool to a nice body temperature. By now, the lights had been turned low. It was a late evening flight, so I walked back past the dude, this time down the aisle at his feet where I'd been sitting. I poured the miso onto the rather porous blanket in the crotch area and walked onto the toilet again. Coming back, I noticed that he still hadn't moved. The miso soup had clearly not been noticed at body temperature. As tempted as I was to make another run, perhaps with some toothpaste or similar, I decided that discretion was the better part of valor and let him off. When the lights came back on a couple of hours later, I could see the dude waking up. He stood up from under the blanket before realizing he had a big wet patch in the front of his trousers. I don't know what he thought, but I'm pretty sure he thought he'd ticked himself. Crotch miso. Probably smells an awful bit like urine. He soon realized where the discomfort was coming from and took off to the toilets. Emerging about 10 minutes later with his hands covering the wet area, I didn't see him again. In a way, I hope he realized that he'd been pranked as a result of his selfish behavior, but who knows? It really was a fine revenge. Chances are they just unlocked a brand new fear and may never want to sleep on an airplane again or any kind of public facing place. I think all OP did was succeed in making this guy feel like he's now a bedwetter at whatever age he's at. Our next story is Kevin loses $100 because he stole some pennies. Okay, so for context, I worked at a popular gaming store for a while that did not do cash refunds. We warned people of this prior to purchasing stuff after they purchased stuff and even pointed it out in the receipt. Yet people would still come in and yell about getting their money back. Also, it's important to note that corporate said no. Me and my coworkers were the minimum wage middleman. We didn't have a say. Anyways, a customer who I'll call Kevin came into the store one day and immediately came off as aggressive. He was angry about something he bought and wanted his money back. My coworker explained the policy to him, showed him on the receipt, and told him that the best she could do was offer him in-store credit, which came out to be about $150, the same amount he had paid for the item. He was not happy. He argued and yelled some more before I was pulled aside by another customer in the store who told me that she had witnessed Kevin shoving some Pokemon cards into his pockets. We aren't allowed to confront thieves at my store, corporate policy, so we waited until he left before checking the cameras. He was, in fact, stealing our Pokemon cards. Pokemon cards can get very expensive. We have cards in our store that are selling for up to $200, and on average, most of our cards are probably worth about $5. However, we separate the expensive cards from the bulk. Any card worth more than 75 cents is put behind our glass counter. That being said, most of the bulk cards we have are worth a single penny. This man probably thought he could get some good cards from this. He did not, but he did get banned from all of our stores for stealing, so he won't be able to use the $150 in store credit he had. I would feel bad if he wasn't a jerk. 
I hope his common Pokemon cards were worth it. Little did this guy know, he probably walked out of there with 20 assorted energy cards or some basic common Caterpie or something. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Something. It's kind of like the equivalent of trying to steal from a deck of cards, but yet this guy only walked out of there with ones, twos, and threes. Our next story is my cousin's petty revenge on her ex. My cousin, female 30s, used to have a fiancé, male 30s. She broke up with him for a number of reasons, one of which was that during COVID, it really came to light just how much and how often he was drinking. It was bad. After the breakup, my cousin wanted to remove her ex from her phone plan, but needed his signature to do so. The ex, still salty from the breakup, refused. Keep in mind that the ex had made very good money, and my cousin is on disability paying for both phone bills. Cue petty revenge. While my cousin couldn't remove him from the phone plan, she could mess with the settings. The amount of monthly internet data on the phone plan was shared between the two phones. She throttled his internet allocating him only the bare minimum of data. He called her up, angry because his friends ridiculed him for having crappy phone internet. She told him he wouldn't have any problems if he just got his own phone plan. If OP is the owner of the phone plan account, what OP maybe could do is maybe report the phone as stolen and get a new SIM card sent out to you. That way, at the very least, you'll have that SIM card and they can't do anything on your phone plan. Our next story is, enjoy your pee towel. This one happened to me in my second year of college many years ago. I was a non-traditional student as I came in after a six-year stint in the Navy. So instead of joining a frat, been there, done that, or dropping in a dorm, did that too, I was put in apartments for international and grad students. My first roommate was great and got me in with people I'm still friends with 20 plus years later. He graduated and moved out after about a year. This story is about my second roommate. He was an international student that was apparently the son of some important person back home. He had been completely cared for while growing up and didn't know how to do the most basic things. He couldn't operate the stove didn't know how to wash his clothes or clean, etc. His English was also very poor, so I had trouble explaining things to him. I was finally able to get him to clean up after himself for most of the apartment, so I wouldn't have to be his maid. But the one place I had trouble was in the bathroom. Again, since he was coddled, he didn't understand that leaving the sink or floor soaking wet was a problem. But the real kicker was that he apparently didn't know how to pee in a toilet. I dreaded using the bathroom because there was pee everywhere, on the seat, all around the bowl and all over the floor. I asked him politely to clean up and he was apologetic and agreeable but it didn't change. I asked again and showed him the problems of the toilet and the water all over and how it should be cleaned. 
He again seemed agreeable, but then the next day it was a disaster again. After the third time, I gave up and just started wiping up the bathroom every morning with his bath towel and hanging it back up. He used that towel every day for his shower until he moved out a couple of months later. Are you telling me this guy used the same towel for months? I'm just wondering, but did this guy have like a huge case of like acne or something? Somebody that's like, why can't this problem ever go away? I just don't understand. Not just because he's using a pee towel, but especially because he's using a multi-month-old pee towel. Our next story is, jerk neighbor loses temper, gets magazine subscriptions. So a friend of mine told me to put this here. I had a neighbor that was a butt. I have two dogs who spend time outside, and I have an aquatic child. Important for later, he decided that he was better than my little family because we were renting the house we were. He would threaten me. He'd threaten my son to his face. He'd try to get my dogs taken away. He would scream and yell at me and my son if we were playing outside. He would throw his nasty cigarette butts on our yard. He called our landlord numerous times to try to get us evicted. He even had his girlfriend call our landlord. He never would say anything to my husband, just my son and I. We never even met, really. Other neighbors had complaints against him, too. He was in general just a jerk. One day, while waiting in line at the grocery store, my son wanted to look at a magazine. No harm, no foul, and he was entertained. That is when I got the idea. I took the magazine inserts and signed him up for everything while checking the pay later option. He started receiving everything from home cooking to cosmopolitan to the inquirer. I also created a fake email for him for these magazines. It was slash is the only way to unsubscribe from them. He has since moved and we now have awesome neighbors, but I still wonder how many magazines followed him to his new address. Keep in mind, I had made this my life mission. I went to a bookstore and literally spent 30 minutes getting these inserts. Considering somebody that showed that much interest in their magazine, they may follow them until they may follow them until they absolutely curse out some poor customer support agent on their hotline. I bet some of the less reputable ones don't even care. If there's a slight chance they can make a sell for their middling magazine subscriptions, they may just keep hounding this guy forever. This next story is aggressive driver gets played. This happened about 10 years or so ago. My husband and I were each driving our own cars because we were moving to a new state. This is before either of us had Bluetooth technology in our car. So we brought along some walkie-talkies for easy communication when we needed while driving. He was in the left lane, slowly overtaking another vehicle, and I'm in the right lane when another car comes hauling Fanny and starts riding his bumper. He radioed me and let me know his plan to be a jerk back. He slows down, so aggressive driver gets behind me. He speeds up. Aggressive driver takes the bait and switches lanes. He does this a few times and then radios to have me get in front of him to pass the vehicle I'm still behind in the right lane and then to move back over. We keep side by side for a few more miles until my husband decides aggressive driver has suffered enough from his horrid driving etiquette and passes me and gets over. Aggressive driver goes flying by and is gone. A few miles later, guess who we saw pulled over by a cop? We honked, smiled, waved, and kept on going. Of course, all of these antics went down on that stretch of road right before a cop was watching the whole thing. Just imagine how upset this aggressive driver had to be in that moment when OP and their partner just completely played them at their own game. And finally, when they've blown past them and they can just start letting it go, they hear the sirens start blaring. Our next story is... Eat my oyster. 
I still feel quite ashamed about this one. I was a sales representative living in London at the time when I was driving to my first appointment from Beckenham to Catford in peak hour traffic. Traffic was moving along okay until a tradesman's van pulled out of a driveway right in front of me to the point where I actually skidded on the slightly wet road to avoid running into him. Seriously ticked off, I followed him until he moved into the right-hand lane. I had an absolutely streaming cold at the time and snorted a mouthful of dense snot into my mouth. As the traffic slowed down, I moved up beside his van on the passenger side, ready to spray this mouthful of snot onto his side window. I planned to take a left-hand turn directly ahead of me in order to escape any reprisal. Keeping my eye on the road ahead in order to stay safe, I wound down my window and right when we were dead level, I Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Turned my head to the right and spat the mouthful of snot. To the great horror of the van's passenger who had wound the window down and was lighting a smoke, half a cup of disgusting mucus slopped into the side of his face. I hurriedly took the next left and disappeared. I genuinely did not realize the window was down, so, mate, my sincere apologies if you're reading this. It was totally unintentional. This was about 1995. Well, I think the important thing here is it wasn't me. This is just about a horror story, and I'm glad I'm very far away from ever of having to it. This is very much a horror story to me, and I'm very glad that I'm very far away of ever having to experience anything even remotely similar. Although now it is bringing up a little bit of childhood PTSD involving spitballs in school, but uh, I think we'll just move on. Our next story is giving back my roommate's energy. A few years ago, I rented a house with two other women. We were all in our mid-twenties working full-time and with various social obligations. We kept the house tidy, though sometimes a dish or two was left in the sink for later if we were running late. Nell, all fake names in this post, called a roommate meeting and said we should all wash our dishes when we're done using this. No problem, right? That's what we mostly did, except for the rare occasion when somebody was running late. We were extra conscientious about it afterward, however. A few weeks later, I came home one afternoon to my other roommate Petra standing in the kitchen and looking annoyed. Above the sink was a post-it note reading, per our previous conversation, please don't leave dirty dishes in the sink. In the sink was a coffee cup, small plate, and spoon. Petra had missed her alarm, and I guess Nell came home during her lunch break, saw the mess, and left a note. But here's the thing, this was the first time Petra or I had left anything in the sink since that convo. Nell, however, regularly left her dishes in the sink until the next day. The next night, Petra and I come home after Nell was asleep. She left a cup in the sink. Petra ran to her room, grabbed a pile of sticky notes and wrote, Per our previous conversation, please don't leave dirty dishes in the sink. I asked if I could leave a note, and it spiraled from there. Between the two of us, we left every step for washing a dish. A note on the soap, soap is your friend, by the sponge, Use me to scrub away dirt, the faucet, you're almost there, rinse here, 
and the towel. Last step, dry, then put away. I was the first to leave the next morning. Upon returning home, the sink was empty, and a single post-it note remained. I don't appreciate the passive aggression. The only sad thing here is I'm assuming they automatically assumed the person who left all of the sticky notes was one person, and probably the same person that they caught leaving a dirty dish in the sink. But I guess as long as Nell didn't know who exactly left the dish in the sink, the anonymity is better than knowing everybody's ganging up against them. Our next story is, if fake interview equals true, then launch revenge petty. This story isn't mine, well, just a small part, but my friend Mike's, and it happened over a decade ago. So Mike was job hunting back then since the company he worked for had closed down. Mike was a skilled tech, but he didn't have a higher degree, which limited his options. One day, he got a call from a company for an interview. Seemed like an interesting opportunity, although the company wasn't huge, so he went for it. Initially, everything seemed fine, the place looked decent, and the owner seemed reasonable. They both sat down in an office, and here's how the conversation went. The owner said, Mike, let's say we have a recurring issue with our servers. Sometimes our systems inexplicably slow down during peak hours. What would you do to fix this problem? Mike replied, well, in my previous experience, I've implemented stricter server resource monitoring and optimized processes to avoid bottlenecks. The owner replies, "Uh uh-huh, I see, alright. But imagine this problem occurs randomly, even with the same server usage as the day before. Mike, smelling something fishy, replies, I have a few ideas to investigate, but that would require a more detailed study of the problem. The owner then says, what if the server throws an XYZ error after slowing down? Mike, with all alarms going off in his head, says, that's a very specific question. Does it have something to do with the interview or is it a current issue in the company? The owner replies, yes, of course, the interview. Currently, you don't have a higher degree, right? Mike says, uh, no, as indicated in my resumes. I have experience with servers and studies in computer science, but I don't have a higher degree. The owner, interrupting, said, I'm sorry, Mike, but we need someone with a proper certification for this position. We can't hire someone without the necessary credentials. Mike, naturally upset, says, Why the freak did you even call me for the interview then? You already knew my educational background. Is this some kind of joke? The owner quickly replies, I'll have to ask you to leave the premises or I'll have to have you escorted out. Mike was stunned, trying to make sense of how something like this had just happened to him. He left the place and went to smoke next to the building. At that moment, he had an idea. He grabbed his laptop and found he had access to the company's Wi-Fi, but it was password protected, so he called me. I pick up and say, yes? Mike tells me, OP, I have a problem. I just came out of a job interview where, and he tells me what happened, and I reply, you're kidding, right? He says, I wish, but I'm not calling you about that. I have the company's Wi-Fi, but it's password protected. Are you still in the computer lab? Me, sensing where this is going, I say yes, I'm actually in front of the computer. Mike tells me, could you run that code on the lab computers? They were much more powerful than a laptop that generated a brute force attack if I connect you to my setup. I say, if you were here, sure. If not, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg for me to connect remotely. He says, I don't care. Can you do it? I say, well, I need some time to set up the script to work remotely, though it might not find anything for a while. Mike says, it doesn't matter. Let's give it a try. I say, okay, I'll call you. A while later, after preparing the program, we initiated the connection, and somewhat rudimentarily, we began. 
15 minutes later, we found the password. I know, it was a bit shady, but I knew Mike wouldn't do anything malicious. After this, Mike and I said our goodbyes, and the next day he told me what happened. Upon connecting to the Wi-Fi, he had access to the company's network and could locate a bunch of printers. So, he created an image with a raised middle finger and a colorful Freak You and sent it to all the printers he could find hundreds of copies. From what he told me, he stayed there for quite some time, resending his love note whenever a printer stopped printing, I guess because they unplugged it, and after a while they turned it back on. I don't know what happened inside the company, but between the time they stopped working and the ink they spent, that day must not have been very productive. That's so slimy when you're thinking, finally, I might be able to land a job. It's so difficult considering everybody wants these credentials. Just to be met with the reality that they're just trying to fish for a quick and easy solution from you. They don't want you. They never did. They weren't ever going to hire you. They just wanted to see if you could fix a problem for them and them to take all the credit for it. Our next story is the Penny Revenge. So Canada got rid of the penny many years ago. And I know people celebrate that fact, but personally, I mourn the loss of a chance for petty revenge for future generations. So back in the early 2000s, when I was a teenager, I lived a few blocks away from a local ice cream place. And heck yes, ice cream should have been a daily enjoyable treat. Only I had one problem. That problem being my only path to said ice cream took me past the local gas station. And the male gas jockey, whom I also attended high school with, seemed heck-bent on perfecting his catcalling skills every time I walked past. I mean, most of us might wonder about the total lack of common sense and brain cells required to catcall someone from your place of employment, but, well, teenagers aren't that smart. So, of course, after having a nice thing ruined quite regularly for a while... I decided I needed some revenge, and I got plotting. So I decided my course of action would be to subject him to pennies, as many pennies as I could collect. He wanted my attention, and he was going to get it. I went around school trading nickels, dimes, and quarters for pennies. I happily asked anyone and everyone if they had pennies they wanted gone. I had my friends hunting down that annoying and often discarded bit of change for me from anyone they could, and in less than a week, I had collected $2 in pennies, 200 shiny bits of copper glinting with revenge. So after another trip for ice cream was once again ruined, I threw those pennies into my pockets and headed to the gas station. Want to feel inflation? I could buy a pack of Skittles and a Gatorade for exactly $2. So I went in with my pennies clinking in my pockets, grabbed what I needed, and waited, letting just enough people ahead of me so I could be rung up by my target. The look on his face as I started dumping fistful after fistful of pennies loose on the counter, he of course tried to refuse it as an unreasonable amount of change. But I started quoting him back all the crap he'd been yelling at me every time I'd walked past, and asked him if he didn't appreciate my full attention now that I was done ignoring him. I also, because I was a very petty brat, didn't just let him get on counting, nope, I would toss out totally random numbers to confuse him because he wasn't smart enough to make piles of 10 cents. When I finally left that gas station, I told him if I heard any more catcalling out of him, I would be returning with $5 in pennies. Also, because I'm sure people will ask why I didn't tell my parents, my mother was dealing with health issues. We thought she might have had cancer at the time, and so I didn't feel like she needed my problems, so I didn't ask her for help. Finally, a revenge story that makes sense. 
Badum Tish. Honestly though, with how bad this guy wanted OP's attention, this guy should have been in heaven. He got all the attention he wanted. He could stare into OP's eyes and count all 200 pennies all they wanted. What more could they have asked for? Well, of course, not counting the fact that he can't count and do another thing at the same time. Our next story is, update, the thief that stole glitter bomb Christmas gift. Not sure if this is the right place to post this or if anyone wanted an update on how everything went down after the Christmas program. Already found part of the first post on Facebook. Summary, I volunteered for a Christmas program making fake gifts. One had a glitter bomb inside meant for the director, my old teacher. A lady had her kids steal three decorative gifts, including the glitter bomb. Lady opened it and got covered in glitter, complained and tried to get compensation, only to be banned. Other volunteers were upset because their kids looked up how to make bombs. I now call them glitter storms. Update. First off, the program went off great. Everyone seemed to have a good time and I got more glitter to gift it to the director. He liked the golden flakes and made sure I was also covered in it. The gifts were given out without any problems that I knew of. The program got new toys and gaming systems for the kids to play with. I ended up teaching a Saturday class how to make a glitter storm and origami filled with glitter. I'm not well liked by some of the parents because of it, I think. I get called glitter storm by some of the employees. I had Christmas dinner with the director and some other people who were very kind to me until I opened a glitter storm in their dining room. It was a good joke and I did get a real gift that I loved. As for the lady, apparently she has a history of taking things and cannot find a job because of it. She has allegedly stolen and sold things from other people before. I had not seen her before at the center but recognized her as the lady who had come to my home and tried to take the donated gifts I was keeping safe. So she's facing a few charges for what she's done and possibly a divorce according to gossip. Her kids are still in the programs but get dropped off by their grandma or dad. It's just crazy to be in a situation where you stole presents that were meant for other people and then getting upset about the contents of them. I don't care what she found in those boxes, the whole thing was messed up to begin with. Why did you take them? Could you self-report any harder? Our next story is, obnoxious motorist gets slightly delayed. I was driving into work on the motorway as usual, and shortly before a big tunnel, I saw some idiot zigzagging between cars. He got stuck behind some traffic though and ended up merging in immediately in front of me. Then we all went into the tunnel, cars close enough that he couldn't pull any overtaking stunts, so he spent the entire around two minutes it took to get through the tunnel, revving his engine as loudly as possible. The motorway system here is a bit chaotic, but to set the scene, the tunnel is three lanes and has two exits at the end, two lanes going each way middle can go either way. Left lane is usually the least clogged, but after exiting to the left, the right lane is the fastest. Idiot driver and myself are in the left with a large truck in front of us. As we exit, he's still in low gear revving mode, so I quickly go to the right, successfully block him from merging ahead of me, look over and give him the stink eyes as I pass, and then take my time passing the truck. He's now stuck behind me and the truck. Of course, he went off screaming past me as soon as he could. The road merged with another and became five lanes, so I couldn't block him for long. But it was nice to cut off his bullcrap shenanigans for a brief moment. I can't lie, anytime I hear a story like this, especially about somebody who is an utter hothead, it kind of makes me a little bit afraid because the reality is, this is somebody who has probably a legitimate anger problem 
or some life event that's making them snap and they're operating a multi-ton metal machine. Like at the very least, if they snapped, they could make at least your day a lot more miserable. And considering things like the truck, maybe other people's days too. I'm not saying the revenge wasn't fun or satisfying, but man, I just feel like in those kinds of situations, it's just not worth it. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.